You're listening to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast, recorded on Sundays in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Our goal is to help you grow from root to fruit. Thanks for tuning in. We're so glad you're here. I think that's the first time she's ever called me Dre. It's amazing. Good morning, everybody. How are you? I was just getting some text messages from your pastor, Pastor Dan. Uh, I think it's 8 o'clock in Calcutta, India, and 8, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. He said he's in this fourth service of the day. I think he only preached one of them, though, correct? And so he's sending us some videos from there. And so I uh, can't wait to hear. I've heard he's had some great experiences already, and we miss him. But we're so excited that he's there. And uh, I'm sorry you have me today. <laughs> That was really quiet. You guys, <laughs> you guys didn't even give me a courtesy laugh. That's okay. That's all right. I have the microphone anyway. So, uh, we're continuing this morning a series we started a few weeks ago called Whisper, and uh, really what we're talking about in this series is how to hear the voice of God. Uh, we believe it's one of the most important things uh, as a as a Christian that you can do is learn how to hear His voice. And we believe that he, he's always speaking, and our job is just to tune into his voice. And this week, we kicked off whisper groups. Anybody go to them? Anybody wave at me if you went to a whisper? A lot of hands. Awesome. Good job, guys. And I uh, hope, hope you guys had a great time, and um, it just keeps, gets better. Our, our youth ministry is a week ahead of you guys, so we kind of get a preview before you guys get them. But it's been great. Um, the, the goal of this series, Whisper really is to come to this conclusion that the same God who spoke the universe into existence, let there be light, is the same God, and the same God who spoke to people in such unique ways in the Bible, names we know like Moses and Abraham and Esther and Peter, is the same God who is speaking to us today. It didn't stop with the last page of your Bible. He is speaking, and he wants to speak to us about our hopes and our fears, our jobs, our futures, our children, our schools, our marriages, he wants to answer all of our questions. And again, our job is just to kind of tune in um, to what he's saying. And I, I love the, and I think if you went to a whisper group, you kind of heard this message. Uh, I love the connotation of a whisper and what it implies. Uh, if you, somebody's whispering to you, you have to get close to them to hear them. Whispers more than just leaning in, but it's also about proximity and relationship. Uh, there are some people in this room, you don't have a right to whisper in my ear. You will catch these hands. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but if you ever had a, if, if a stranger walked up to you and was just whispering at you, it would be weird. But there are people in the room I have such close relationships with that I can whisper to them. Uh, Kevin and I, Pastor Kevin and I get in trouble for being in meetings next to each other. Pastor Dan gets annoyed at us because we spend some of the meeting whispering. Just trying to get Pastor Dan annoyed at us, but it does work. I love you, Pastor Dan. I know you're going to listen to this in India. So, I Whisper is about relationship. And all these different ways that we're talking about hearing God's voice, it's more than just like a spiritual checkbox. It's really about your relationship with God. 
leaning in. We've talked about a couple different things the uh, last couple of weeks. We've talked about hearing God through Scripture, hearing God through our desires. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And last week, Pastor Dan preached a fantastic message on doors. When God opens and closes doors, that's a way uh, for you to hear God's voice or, or, or sense what he's doing. And today, I'm going to talk to you about dreams. And I'll be honest with you, I've been in a lot of services in my life. I've never been in a service where someone has taught about that God speaks in dreams. So I'm joining you in this today, if you haven't either. In Acts 2, verse 17 and 18, here's a promise that God gives to us. It says this, I think it's on the screen for you. I have a lot of scripture today, but this is the only one you can uh, really pay attention to today. In the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit. Upon all people, everyone say all people, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. Batterson says in his book that part of the package of having the Holy Spirit in your life is that we get these supernatural access to God, and he speaks in these ways. And today my, my hope is that we'll talk to you about what it means to hear God in dreams and visions. And I don't know what comes to mind when you think about dreams. Uh, maybe some of you right now are just remembering a dream you had last night. Maybe some of you have re- reoccurring dreams. Maybe some of you in this room never have a dream. Maybe some of you are just thinking about Aerosmith and the song Dream On. And that's okay, too. Now you are. Now that song is going to be stuck in your head. You're welcome. Here's the thing about dreams. It is a way that God speaks to us, but dreams are kind of crazy, aren't they? Sometimes they can make sense. Sometimes they make no sense at all. They can be so strange. They can be ridiculous. They can make us feel real emotions. And they can seem so random or insignificant at times. And yet God chooses to speak through dreams. So this is interesting to me. Um, I'm married to an unbelievable woman. Um, she's worried about where this is going now. She's amazing. She's an amazing wife, amazing uh, mother, amazing woman of God. She barely has any flaws, especially compared to my flaws. Stop laughing, Kevin. <laughs> But when we got married, I, I learned, I discovered something about Carrie I didn't discover in the dating process. And, and, and instead of explaining it, I'm just going to have one of these comedians help me explain this this morning. That's 
Tim Hawkins, if you don't know who he is, but that rings so true in our life, especially early on in our marriage. There'd be some mornings where I would wake up already in the hole. And listen, I already do enough things during the day to get myself in the hole or the doghouse. And yet there was this guy named Dream Dre who was living this whole other life that was getting myself in trouble with my wife. It was a real thing. I don't know if anybody else experienced this. Some of you are nodding your head. Some of you are afraid to nod your head. I understand. It's okay. We'll talk in the, in the foyer, gentlemen, but it's okay. And I didn't understand that this would last for day. This would last for like a whole day sometimes. She wouldn't tell me what was wrong. And finally, at some point, she'd say, I had a dream and you were so mean and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I didn't do that thing. Dreams are where, and, and I'd like to say that it just happens to me, but it happens with our kids too. You're okay. <laughs> a few months ago, months ago, my wife had a dream about one of my children. I'll just say it's Claire. And in the dream, uh, Carrie's discovering all these wrong things that, that Claire's involved in, like horrible things. And she's just so devastated and heartbroken. And finally in the dream, she goes to confront Claire. And Claire's response is, sorry, mommy, it's just who I really be. I don't know if she was disappointed in the wrong English, you know, the improper English or just the things. But I, I promise you, I'm not sure Carrie's over it yet. And in our house, sorry, mommy, it's who I really be is now a phrase that we use often. Here's the thing. No matter how strange or weird or confusing dreams can be sometimes, it's still a way that God speaks to us. And so we have to navigate that thing of is, is this a God dream or is it just too much Delos pizza tonight? And there's a way to do it and there's a way. But I want to encourage you to, I think my goal, before I get there, it, it's interesting. Batterson calls dreams, God's, he uses this phrase and Daniel's going to throw it up there for me, lingua franca. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that phrase. I'd heard it at one point. I looked it up again. Andy says he knows it. I don't believe him. Just kidding. He probably does know it. But lingua franca is this, this expression. It basically, if two people come together and they speak two different languages, uh, some, maybe someone's speaking German, someone speaks French, but there's a common language that they speak. Maybe they speak English. That is the lingua franca. It is the common language. And Batterson says, I'll read this quote to you, that dreams are God's lingua franca to us. There is no dialect that God speaks more fluently or frequently in Scripture than dreams. Whether it's dreams by day or dreams by night, God is the dream giver. I love that today. There's, there's over 200 different references in the Bible to dreams or visions. It's an important way that God speaks. And it's not just for people that are in these pages. It is for us today. And I love his definition of dreams and visions. Dreams are what we have when we're sleeping, and visions are what we have when we're awake. Or we can call them daydreams. They're the daydreams, the mental pictures sometimes that you see, or the ideas. You've ever had an idea come out of nowhere? You think, well, how did that come out? Or how did I know that? 
that's a way that God may be speaking to you. And I want to talk about that today. I, I call those kind of like the downloads from heaven. They just come out of nowhere. And this has been, a, for me, a way that I've heard God speak in my life over the years. God has spoken to me in dreams and visions. And that doesn't mean that I'm anything special. It doesn't mean that God does that because I'm a pastor. I'm really just a donkey up here. How does Shrek say it? Donkey. That's who I am. I think I'm an example to you all. If God can speak to me that way, he can speak to any of us in this room. Because I'm nobody special. But it's a way that God is desiring to speak to us. I've had dreams at night. I've had dreams during the day. I've had, I've had movies like flash before my face in the middle of the day. And sometimes God will show me things I'm not supposed to know on my own. Those are called visions, daydreams. It's not an exact science. It's something that we're, I'm still learning. Sometimes I can have a week where it's every day like that, and sometimes it'll go months where I don't have a dream. So I don't really understand, but I'm still learning. But here's my prayer for you today. Number one, if you're here today, this is what I've been praying for you all week. If you're someone who has had a dream that you thought was from God, or a daydream that you knew had to be bigger than you, my prayer today is that this message would be a confirmation to you that, hey, that was God speaking to me, and maybe it's time for me to do something about it. Amen. Or maybe you're here today and you've never even had the thought that God would speak to you through your dreams or give you daydreams, visions in the middle of working or being a mom or a dad or or at school if you're a teenager. Maybe you're even skeptical of it. My prayer today for you is that hopefully you'll see a biblical pattern of God speaking through dreams. Because there is, then we should pray that God would speak to us that way as well. And then I think for all of us, number three, I want us to be all more aware of this amazing way that God wants to speak to us. For us to walk out of here today to pay more attention to both our dreams and our daydreams with joyful and prayerful expectation. That's my my hope today, is that you would leave here saying, God, will you speak to me tonight? When I go to bed tonight, God, will will you show me something that I need? And we should start asking what is God speaking through these different things. Will you pray with me today? God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you're a God who's alive. Thank you that you're a God that loves to connect with your people. I pray in these next few moments as we just dive into your word and take a look at how you speak through dreams and daydreams, that you would begin to show us how that applies to our life. You would show us areas, Lord, that we can just be hungry for and expect you to do. And Lord, that you would give us courage this morning to respond to your word. Whatever you say to us, Lord, we want to say yes to. Speak to us this morning. In your name we pray. Everybody said. There's five ways that I'm just going to pull out today that God uses dreams or visions in our life. Five ways. And talk about five different people. I'm also going to share just some experiences that I've had in this, in this area. Again, remember, I'm just the donkey uh, just sharing with you to encourage you today. But number one, God uses dreams to encourage us. God will use a dream to encourage us. I'm reminded of, of Jacob's story at Bethel. If you, if you know Jacob's story, you know that he's the grandson of Abraham. And when we, we find him at Bethel, when God gives him a dream, Genesis chapter 28, his life is a hot mess. And I I love somebody like Jacob because he is a reminder to us that no matter what our family situation is, God can still move. Jacob is, is running from God. He's running from his brother. He is enabled by his mom. 
It's a whole, you think your family situations are bad. His family situation was horrible. And he is known, and God attaches his name to him, the God of Jacob. It's an amazing thing. So while he's on the run, his mom has sent him out. It's a, it's a bad, dysfunctional thing. He stops at a place. In Genesis chapter 8, verses 10 through 12, says, Jacob left Beersheba, and he set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. Now, how many would not be able to sleep with the rock as your pillow? Anybody like real particular about your pillows when you sleep? Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of you are. Jacob, he didn't have anything. He took a rock. And this is how you know it's from God because he's laying on a pillow and this is of a rock. And this is what happens. Verse 12. He had a dream. Everyone say dream. Come on, everyone say dream. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to the heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord. And he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham, the God of Isaac. I will give your descendants the land on which you're lying. And jump down to verse 16. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? There is no, none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. I love this story. Sometimes God shows up in our dreams just to let you know that he's there in your situation, just to encourage you. Sometimes you'll have a dream just so you'll know that God is on your side. I, I love this about Jacob. He is a hot mess, and yet God shows up to him and says, hey, I'm going to give you the land that you're sleeping on right now. And Jacob did nothing to deserve that. I've had a dream one time. I was in a season of life uh, where things were frustrating, and I was whining and complaining and asking God, God, do you see anything that I'm doing? Do you see anything that's going on? And I just felt like I was in a hard season where I, I wasn't being appreciated where I was. And there was probably people in my life that were speaking to me and saying positive things. But one night I had a dream. And in my dream, I had, there was, there was a, a prominent pastor that I looked up to that was in the dream. And I walked into a room and there was a chalkboard. And on the chalkboard, he had written out all the things that I was doing currently in that season. And he turned to me and he said, Andre, I'm really proud of you. You're doing amazing things. I'm here to help you. What can I do? I woke up. And I knew when I woke up that it wasn't just pizza dream. Because I was praying for God to say, God, will you, I need a sign. I need something for you. And I held on to that dream for a long time. And it was a sign to me that God was just encouraging me. Hey, Dre, you're doing good. You're, just hang in there. You're doing, you're doing okay. You guys okay? I, I had a dream a couple weeks ago. And I was, me and Dan were getting ready to meet with a pastor that we kind of respect and look up to. And the night before I, I met with him, I had a dream. And I'm just kind of sharing these stories to under, so you guys would understand that God speaks these ways. And in the dream, I was standing in a beach house, and next door was this pastor and his family. And in the dream, there was an earthquake, and you could feel everything shift. And I looked out the window, and I saw this pastor and his family, and they were walking to the sunset happy. And I thought, oh, that's weird. Woke up. Didn't, I didn't know if it was something from God or if it was the pizza or whatever. And, but I kept thinking about it, and I felt like God said, man, I'm doing some shifting in this guy's life. And this is a dream just to encourage him. And so if you have an opportunity today, go for it. He was talking to me and Dan, and he started to talk about where he was. And he said, 
He said these words. He said, God's starting to shift some things in my life. I said, I've got to share this dream with you. He texted me the next day and he said, Dre, that was so encouraging. Encourage? Everyone say encourage. I was so encouraged. Could you, could you write it out for me? Because I want to share it with my family. And again, I, just, I didn't know what it meant. But God sometimes will use dreams to encourage us. Number two, God uses dreams to redirect us. God will use dreams to redirect us. I'm reminded of the story of Joseph and Mary. And if you remember kind of the dynamics that's going on there, Mary uh, gets a visit from an angel and says, hey, you're pregnant. Joseph is her fiance, and there's so many social and cultural norms that are happening there. And Joseph, probably too hard for him to accept that this, that the Holy Spirit has done this. And the Bible says that he quietly decided to divorce her. He, he's a man of character, and he quietly decides to divorce her. But an angel shows up in his dream and talks to Joseph and says, Joseph, this is really of God. Don't do what you're about to do. And at the end of it, it says the next verse after the dream, after he wakes up, the Bible says that he took Mary as his wife. I think Joseph's kind of an unsung hero in the Bible from what he went through. But can you imagine Joseph's story, how different it would have been had he not had a dream and God redirected him? God wanted Joseph to be a part of Jesus' story. Proverbs 14.12 says, there's a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Sometimes we think the way that we're going is the right way. And yet God sometimes, in order to get our attention, will send us a dream or send us a download in the middle of our day. We'll have a thought and it will redirect our path. Job 33 says, he speaks in dreams and visions of the night when deep sleep falls on people. As they lie in their beds, he whispers. Everyone say whispers. He whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. He makes them turn from doing wrong. He keeps them from pride. He protects them from the grave, from crossing over the river of death. God uses dreams sometimes to redirect us. I got five of these. You guys okay? Number three, God uses dreams to warn us. God uses dreams to warn us. If you guys remember the story of the wise men, they are looking for Jesus. They're looking for a Savior. But on the way back, Matthew 2, verse 12 through 14, when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to our friend Joseph again in the dream, and he said, get up and flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother. Wise men were warned not to go back. Joseph was warned to go uh, to Egypt because they were protecting Jesus' life. Sometimes God will give us dreams to warn us about something. Sometimes God will give us dreams for other people so that we can pray for people before something happens. Does that make sense? Sometimes God will show you something ahead of time that may happen because he needs you to pray. It's an amazing thing. The God of the universe wants to partner with us to bring heaven to earth. One time I, I had a dream about a friend who was pregnant. I woke up in the middle of the night, panicked. I don't think Carrie remembers this, but I got up and I, in the dream, she had lost the baby. 
And I knew that from Facebook or something that she was in labor or about to have the baby. And so I got, literally got by the side of my bed and began to pray in a way that it just, it's, it was felt so real. It felt like I had to pray and I prayed all day. And just pray to God, you would spare the child, you would help her, all those kind of things. And I had no way to know what was going on as a friend from high school. Later found out, you know, through Facebook and different things that she had delivered that baby but had all kinds of complications. And when I lined up the time, it was the same time God had woken me up in the middle of the night. I don't probably think I was the only person praying. But sometimes God will give you a warning to help somebody else. Does that make sense? Sometimes we can pray and intervene before a thing happens. Number four, God gives us dreams, and this kind of went with the other one. God gives us dreams so that we can help others. Most God dreams, whether they happen in the middle of the day, whether it's a thought that you have, whether it's a a, a nighttime dream, whether it's a dream that God puts in your heart, is oftentimes to help others. This church was birthed out of a dream in Anne and Anna and Dan Greco's life, in their heart. It was more than just their own wish. It was God's dream that put it in their heart. Why? Because God loves this region. God loves this community. God needed a church that would give hope to people. God bursts dreams because he cares about people. If you study the lives of Joseph and Daniel, you'll learn that their dreams involved other people. It wasn't just about them, their destiny. It involved others. And God will give us dreams so that we can help others. It's an amazing thing. Sometimes God will show you something. I think I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again to get, kind of illustrates this point. I was in Atlanta, Georgia at a conference, and I was in a service, and out of nowhere, uh, I think we were praying or something like that, I saw like a movie screen flash before my eyes, and right there in front of me, uh, I, I saw the airport back home in Tennessee, five, five hours away, ten minutes from our home, but five hours away from where we were. It was the airport that we would rent uh, minivans for to take youth to these conferences. And I saw myself praying for a woman that was in a leg brace. I said, okay, just out of nowhere, as quick as it came, it went. But I could not for three or four days shake that feeling. And I remember as we, we drove five hours home from Atlanta to Tennessee, I kept thinking about that woman, kept thinking about her and felt like, man, I Maybe I have to go look for a woman who looks like this, and maybe I need to go pray with her. I don't understand. And we took, we were so tired at the end of this trip, we took these rental vans back to this airport. And I said, okay, God, I'm tired. I don't really feel like doing this, but I'm going to walk around this airport and look for a lady in a brace. And I looked around and didn't see anybody. Walked out, kind of talking to God. Well, oh God, I, I did what you asked me to do, and it didn't work out. And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, you didn't check everywhere. Ouch. I went back into the airport and I went to the second floor. It was a little regional airport. And I looked and there was nobody there and they had a little observation deck and I went out to the observation deck and I'm looking this way. There's nobody there. Okay, God. I turn around and right behind me is a woman on a bench with a brace. Just surprised me. I knelt down. I think I just stared at her for a minute. She probably thought I was a creep. And I knelt down. And I introduced myself and I said, hey, my name is Andre. I'm a pastor right up the road and you're never going to believe this. I was in Atlanta and God showed me you here. I think I'm supposed to pray for you for healing. And we talked about the time and here the time that I felt like I saw that kind of movie flash before my eyes. She was having surgery that same time and she just began to weep. 
And I said, I don't know who you are, but God must really love you. I began to pray. And I was so I was shaking. I was so nervous that she was actually there. And I think I didn't, like, I probably should have, like, introduced her, had her come to church or something. I just left as fast as I could. I was so scared. I was surprised that she was there. But sometimes, sometimes God will give you dreams just to help others. They're not for you. Oftentimes, God dreams are not about you. They're about other people. God ideas are not about you. They're about other people. They, they are about you. But really, the long-term goal is about other people, what he wants to do. Last one, number five. God uses dreams to introduce to us new possibilities and strategies. God will give us dreams to introduce to us new possibilities and strategies. I did a little research on inventions that came about because of dreams. There's a lot of them. Some of them are kind of weird. I'll share the not weird ones with you. I don't know their faith background, but did you know the DNA helix was discovered in a dream? The co-founder, the guys who discovered DNA, the guy had a, went to bed one night and had a dream of a staircase. And when he woke up, he said, that's it. And he got back at work in the lab, and they discovered the helix because of the staircase. Do you know that Google was started because of a dream? guy was dreaming, and he woke up. He saw the Google browser. I should have Andre come up here and just say all the right terms. I don't know what it is. But he had a dream where he, he could download the Internet. And he woke up, and he started scribbling on a pad. shown to him in a dream. The sewing machine. The inventor of the sewing machine. Think about this. He was trying to figure out the way to, to make the needle work, and he had a dream. Think about this dream. You talk about weird dreams. He had a dream where... People were trying to kill him with spears. But on top of the spears was a hole. And when he woke up, he said, that's the sewing needle. There you go. God will use dreams. And I don't know if it is because maybe it's just the quiet because he has a captive audience. He will use dreams to download ideas to you. And he does, he does this in the Bible all the time. Acts 16, verse 9, Paul and the Macedonian call, if you're familiar with this, Paul has a dream where there is a, a man who's calling out to him from Macedonia and say, come and share the gospel. And Paul did not want to go there, and yet this dream changes the possibility of that. And it's through that, that dream that the gospel is introduced to Europe because of that. Peter has a vision in Acts chapter 10. He's on the roof about to have lunch. It has an open, it's like this thing I'm talking about, this vision, this download. And he, has, he sees a blanket come down and covered with all kinds of animals that Jewish people are not allowed to eat or touch. And God tells Peter to go eat that. And you know what his answer is? I love Peter's answer. He says, surely not. I won't eat that. And it took another guy, an unbeliever, to come to him and say, I had a dream that you came and here's your dream. And, it's, and finally Peter got the idea. God is opening up a new possibility to me. If you're here today and you're not Jewish, your lineage is to that dream, to that dream that God gave Peter. God opened up a new possibility. I want to say this to you. I think that some of you are in really important positions of influence in your life. And I believe that your greatest asset will be that God begins to download strategies for your job because he cares about the people that you're influencing. 
I think one of the things we can do today is ask God to begin to just open up new possibilities and strategies that we wouldn't know on our own that he can give us in those kind of heavenly downloads, whether we sleep or whether we're awake. And I believe that they can change situations. I believe that some of you in this room are in positions to really affect change. God's heart beats for that kind of stuff. And he wants to give you the strategies that you can't do. You guys are gifted. You guys are talented. You're smart. You have resources. And yet there's still more that God can give you. Are you with me today? I met a young man who was a pastor uh, from Virginia. And he, he came to me one day and said, hey, Drake, I just need to talk to somebody about some things that are going on at my church and some of the things I'm going through. And I said, okay. And he came and talked to me, another pastor, and we're kind of just counseling through some things. His name was Matt. And um, it, was, it was fine. It just felt like by the end of that time, I'm not sure if we helped him or not. I didn't know if I'd see him again. And just kind of felt like, I don't, I don't know why I was here <laughs> to do this. I don't know why he asked me. I don't feel like we had some major breakthrough or helped him. But a month later, he texted me and said, Dre, could, could I come again? Something's going on. Can I just come talk to you guys? Could you guys come pray with me? And I reluctantly agreed. You ever agree to something you don't really want to do? No, just me, just your pastor, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I felt like I was supposed to, but I didn't really want to because I felt like the first time nothing really happened. And I remember the morning that we were going to meet with this young man. I went into my office. I was tired. I was complaining. I was praying. I was praying, but I was really complaining to God. God, why do I got to do this? I don't know what this is. I got so much on my plate today. I'm, this is awkward. It feels uncomfortable. Okay, God, I'm going to pray for him. That was a great attitude, right? And as I began to pray for him, it almost like, again, that movie screen thing opened up. And God gave me a name, Michelle. I saw Michelle like a, re- like a rainbow, Michelle. And, and nine other things just popped out, and I just began to write it down in the journal. I said, okay, God, I don't know what these things mean, but if you, if you give me an opportunity and something means I'll share something with him. So the young man came in, and he's talking, and it feels the same way. Nothing's really happening. And I just could hear in my ear, say Michelle, say Michelle, ask him who Michelle is. Just kept getting louder and louder. And I don't know where we were in the conversation, but I just blurted out, who's Michelle? And the whole room stopped. And everyone's staring at each other, and I'm looking like, oh, this didn't go good at all. And I, and I just finally, because nobody was talking, and his mouth was hanging wide open, I said, you know, man, I was praying for you before you came in. I just felt like God showed me the name Michelle. Maybe it's something that, we, and he said, Michelle's my mom. And here we began to talk about some of the things, some of the hard things he had with his mom. He had some unforgiveness towards her. And then the next nine things on the list all had to do with his mom and relationships and memories of them together. I didn't know. One was like a pair of shoes. That was one of my things. And he just began to cry and weep and break down. And I showed him the journal. I said, Matt, I didn't make this up. Here's what God showed me. And it became a point of freedom for him became a strategy. I didn't have the strategy to help him before, but God gave me like this daydream to give him strategy. Sometimes God will give you strategy in dreams. Claire, if you come today, we're going to close this morning. I've kind of given you a lot, given you an overview, told you a lot about me, but just hopefully to encourage you that if God can use me, he can use you in this way 
in a lot of great ways. And here's, here's what I want to encourage you to do. How do you note if something that you see, something that you sense, something that you dream, what do you, what do, you do with it? How do you know if it's from God? I think, number one, I've learned to just write those things down right away. If you're like me, when you wake up and the day starts going, I'll forget them sometimes. I learned to write those things down. Number two, I pray about it. God, is this something I need to share with somebody? Is this something for me? And I'll pray on it for several days. And the third thing is I'll invite somebody else to talk to me about it. I'll invite Pastor Dan to say, hey, Dan, what do you think about this? Pastor Kevin, what do you think about this? I'll invite somebody that I trust to say, hey, do you think this is from God or do you think this is just me making it up? And I'll give them permission to help direct me in that. And then if I get past all those things, then I'll go do something about it. A lot of times we don't go do something about it. It's just a dream. We don't take the risk sometimes. And the risk sometimes is very awkward. I've shared things with people and they've looked at me and said, no, that doesn't mean anything to me. Great. (laughs) That's okay. And I've learned to be okay with those things sometimes. Sometimes you just take the risk. Sometimes you're just obeying what God has asked you to do. And it doesn't make sense. Sometimes God will give you, we talked about those strategies that God will download. Taking the risk to do that sometimes is hard. But God is in that. And this is just a way, another way that God speaks. I want to close with one more story. And I want to pray two different things today before we go. I was in Tennessee and I was closing a, a worship night. I was coming up to the, the end of the service to just, just pray. And as I walked to the front of the room, I saw a young man who was a, a guest. He was the son, the adult son, about the same age as me, as a mom who was a friend of ours in the church. He was from out of town. And as I got up to, to just close the service, I remembered that I had a dream about him. I'd forgotten him. I didn't really know who he was that much, but I had a dream about him. In my dream, he was in a bed and he was tossing and turning and he couldn't sleep. And I saw two angels walk into the room in my dream and they started sewing. Now you guys know where the sewing needle comes from. Thanks for one person laughing. These angels started sewing the most ornate, beautiful pillows for him. It was just fabric and jewels and all these kind of things. And they took his pillow and put these beautiful pillows that they sewed in. That was my dream. And when I got up and I saw him, I remembered the dream. And I felt like I was supposed to share it with him right there on the spot. And so I told him the dream, just like I told you. And he begins to weep. It was very uncomfortable and awkward. He was weeping. He was wailing loud. I didn't know if he really was into fabric or something like that. But as we prayed for him as a church, prayed, I found out after the service that he, had, he wasn't sleeping for, for weeks and months. He had just switched over to a midnight shift job, and he was raising his, raising his child. He was a single dad, and it wasn't working out for him. He, was just, he couldn't manage it. He was going crazy because of it. A month later, his mom came to me in church, and she said, Pastor, you're not going to believe this. My son's sleeping like he's never slept before. And not only that, he's dreaming. God is speaking to him in his dreams. I don't know. I didn't know that that was going on with him. But God knew. And today, I felt like I was supposed to close this service a little bit differently for us. I felt like I was supposed to pray for those in this room. 
that are having a hard time sleeping. Because there's something about sleep and dreams that are connected, obviously. John 10.10 says this. Jesus reveals what the enemy's plan is. And it's to steal from you, to kill from you, and destroy. But Jesus says, here's my remedy, though. Though this is his intent, I've come to give you life. And life more abundantly. Abundant life without sleep is not a life at all. And I believe today that there's some of you in this room that God wants to deal with this today. In fact, I feel like God told me that there's somebody in this room today that you've been dealing with it for six years and you've not had relief since 2013. Today's your day to get relief today. So I want to pray today. Would you bow your heads with me? If you're here today, you say, hey, Pastor Dre, that's me. I'm in this room today, and I, I'm not I struggle with sleep. And I'm going to just tell you a little bit of my testimony. Since we've moved to New Jersey, sleep has been a struggle for me. If you're here today and say, hey, Pastor Dre, that's, would you pray for me today? Sleep for whatever reason. Maybe it's a physical issue. Maybe it's stress. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's anxiety today. I believe God's heart for you is to deliver for you from this. If that's you, would you lift up your hand so I can see you today? Thank you. You guys can put your heads down. I saw about a dozen hands in this room. Will you guys, church, will you, will you help me pray today? Because I believe, maybe for some of these that are here today, part of what's going on is a spiritual battle because I believe that God wants to speak to them in their dreams. In the daytime or in the nighttime, sleep, lack of sleep, gets in the way of that. Will you pray with me? Jesus, we come today. We declare that your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. You've promised us rest. You've paid the price for this. I declare over those that have raised their hand today that you would turn the page today. I believe you showed me this. I believe this is the whole point of why we needed to gather here today. Because there were some people here today, the Lord, that would get healing as we gathered as a corporate body. I pray that you will deliver those that are struggling. I pray tonight will be a different night of sleep. I pray that you would give them dreams and give them rest. I pray that you would give us testimonies of breakthrough in this area of sleep. I pray for the person that's here today that it's been six years. I pray that you would turn it around today. In Jesus' name. They've been trusting you, Lord, but I pray that you would turn around today. That you would do a miracle. You would cause people to sleep. We declare that you would cause those to dream and hear your voice today. In Jesus' name. I've asked Claire to just sing today. Why don't you stand with me? And she's going to sing this over us and The, the lyrics that she's going to sing is just, when the night is holding on, you are good. You are good. And I'm going to invite you to lift up your hands. And we're going to close in just a minute. But let's sing this for just a second.
church. Let's declare it. Let's sing it. you today. I believe that God just wants to begin to speak to us in this way in greater ways. And if you are a person here that God maybe has spoken to you this way, I, I believe that he's going to increase it. Maybe you've never heard God in a dream or never been walking through your day and, and, and had that kind of idea or movie kind of flash happen to you. I believe that God wants to speak to you, to help you, to speak to you about your life, to, to give you strategies for your job and your children and your marriages and all those kind of things. So let's pray. And ushers, if you're if you're ready, you can come forward. We'll, we'll pray over the offering too. But Jesus, thank you for who you are. Thank you that you're a God who who leans in and wants to talk to us today. Thank you that you're the God who whispers. Thank you that even in our you're not you're not contained by our waking hours. That even in the nighttime, Lord, you speak to us. And I pray that we will begin to see an increase of you speaking in our dreams. Pray that you would give us encouragement. Pray that you would give us direction. Pray that you would give us warning, Lord. I pray that you would give us dreams for other people. Pray that we will be where we are in the middle of a day and we'll feel like, man, i got to text that person. Lord, you begin to download uh, ideas, Lord, that are from you. We trust you with that, Lord, today. We give you permission to speak to us in that way. You are a good, good Father. We love you today. Lord, we pray right now over this offering thank you for the privilege it is to give thank you for tithes and offerings lord thank you for the promises of god that are attached to it we just ask you lord that you would multiply these offerings let it make a difference lord in our community and in the world we put you first in our finances in your name we pray amen because you are good you're good, oh, you are good, you're good, oh.
Life Tree Community Church Podcast. For more information about our church, visit us at wearelifetree.com or on Facebook and Instagram at wearelifetree.com.